number 10 of our pursuit series. How many, how many, I, I, I don't think I'm going to see maybe any hands at all, but is there anybody that's been here for all 10? Anyone? All right, all right. Jan Tyson, you get an ice cream cone. All right, um, that's fantastic. Well, this, this series, um, I, I just want to give you kind of a, a, a 50,000 foot view a little bit. This series called The Pursuit, it, it, it wasn't originally a sermon series. Okay, we've, we've made it into a sermon series to, to help uh, bring some awareness to it. Um, but actually, this uh, pursuit comes from a website called PursueGod.org. And you can go there to find the pursuit, which is a, we'll call it a digital discipleship track. Uh, it, it's, it's a bunch of, of short videos with questions attached to them that you can gauge somebody in conversation around these spiritual things that we've talked about up till this point. And the series is really designed um, for you to use and uh, think of it this way. This, this PursueGod.org is a resource, and it's like, it's like a framework or a scaffolding that, that uh, you can use, that I can use, that any of us can use to hang uh, and, and grow in discipling relationships, to hang some discipling relationships off of them. And that's really what this, this series is all about. Um, you guys are becoming familiar. Give me a click. I'm not getting anything. If you could move me on. There we go. Um, I'll just pretend to click like this, Martin, and then you hit the button, or is that John back there? Uh, you guys are becoming familiar with this image by now, I hope, right? And, and this image is what we call uh, full circle faith, a full circle faith. And we say that Christians should look like this. In fact, we believe God wants every Christian to look like this, to resemble this picture. That doesn't mean Christians can't do other things or, or, or uh, uh, have other giftings, but every Christian, God is calling to start the relationship with him by trusting him, to be resolved to honor him, and to make disciples. And so uh, week one, uh, pardon me, our first nine, nine uh, messages in this series, we, we talked about these first two arrows of, of this circle, trusting Jesus and honoring God. And I've got a, a lot to say to you this morning so I'm not going to get into that whole lot other than I'll just say this. We start a relationship by trusting Jesus. And then out of gratitude, not out of obligation to earn anything because we can't, but out of gratitude for what Jesus has done for us by the power of the Holy Spirit working from us from the inside out, we begin to live our lives. We have a desire to live our lives to honor him, to look different. It sets us apart from, from the world. And and here's the thing, most Christians kind of get these two, these two arrows, these two places, trusting Jesus and honoring God. That's why you're all here this morning. Most Christians do this. But this, this next one, there we go, this make disciples, there's a bit of a bottleneck here. There's a, a bit of a bottleneck in this one. And, it, and it's sad because most Christians don't get, get around to making disciples with any real intentionality. But be, before we even move, any for, move forward, let's, let's just define this term. Some of you may be thinking, well, what do you, what do you mean make disciples? Some, some of you have been involved in churches where disciple making was basically Bible classes you went to. 
And that, that's part of discipleship, is learning about God, learning more about him. Well, the, to put it in simple terms, who, who knows our mission here at Alpine Church? Our mission at Alpine Church is to help people pursue God. Real simple, that's our mission. Well, to put making disciples in simple terms, it's to help people pursue God. When we, when we say making disciples, what we're talking about is helping people pursue God. In fact, if I just put help someone else in front of these, these words, help someone else trust Jesus, help someone else honor God, help someone else be a disciple maker, that's what discipleship is. So, so therefore, when I, when I stand up here, when we stand up here on Sunday morning and say our mission at Alpine Church is to help people pursue God, okay, well, what we're really saying, if we flip that the other way around, because look, look, the church is not this building, it's you all, the church, ecclesia, it's a gathering of believers, that's the church. What we're saying is, our mission is that you all would go and make disciples. Whoa, yes, that's what we're saying, that you all would go and might make disciples. So we're going to address this question this morning, this begs a question, well, Pastor John, why make disciples? Why do we do this? Why is this so important? And, and pastor, isn't that, I mean, with all due respect, isn't that kind of your job? I mean, we're, we're actually working pretty hard at these, this first two, these first two arrows. And, and honestly, pastor, if you pulled, you know, looked under the hood, you'd see that the honoring God part, I am not doing so hot. I just want to be real with you, pastor. So, so, Maybe I'm not, I'm not ready for this disciple-making piece. And, and besides, you know, is, is there a real need? Can't people just go online now and find a good sermon, a good preacher? Well, this, this, um, this also brings up this, this big idea, right? Most people are feeling... I would say, and, and I felt this way, well, I'm, I'm not equipped. You know, I'm, I'm just not. Pastor, that's some pretty serious talk about us going out to do this, making disciples. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready. Um, I, I'm, just, I'm just not mature enough. And that brings us to this big idea. Help, clicker, there we go. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Siri, remind me to buy batteries for the clicker. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that brings us to this big idea. Most Christians think that we have to mature before we're qualified to make disciples. But the Bible teaches something different. The Bible te- teaches us that we mature by making disciples. We mature by making disciples. Disciples, and if and if you stop and think about it, this isn't uh, this isn't rocket surgery, <laughs> right? I know the term. I'm just playing with you guys, seeing if you're seeing if you're awake. This isn't rocket surgery. This isn't brain science, right? Um, you you know this is the way that real life works. Think about it. Think about. I'm a golfer, right? Now I could read the top ten golf books. In fact, I have. You, you could read the top 10 golf books. And actually, I could read them to you. Then I could explain them in details. I used to be a golf pro, by the way, for anybody that doesn't know. And you know what? You're, 
really, your game, your golf game's not going to get any better. You're not going to mature in your golf game until you actually get out on the golf course and start playing. You know, this is the same way it works in, in a career path, right? Those of you that have, have been in sales of any kind, you, know, you go through the sales training, and then what happens? Then the real thing happens. Then you have to get out into the field and actually sell something. you got to deal with that rejection, fight through it, get to the, get to the next yes, right? And, and, and that's how you grow in sales, by, by doing it. Same thing with parenting, right? You can read all, all of you first-time parents or those that are going to be, you, you read the books, but until you have that bundle of joy sitting in front of you, screaming at you, you don't, you don't know a thing. You don't know a thing, right? And this is no surprise that that's how making disciples works too. We have to do it. And this brings us to the, the answer to uh, really our first question. I mean, we, we do it. We grow, we grow in it through obe- being obedient to the command to do it. And, and that answers really our first question. The, the number one reason we make disciples is because simply Jesus said so. Give you another click here. Let's, let's look at where he says this. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. He says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Teaching you to obey, rather, everything I've commanded you. right? And surely I will be with you always to the end of the age. Now, we hear this, and I don't know if that motivates you a whole lot. Uh, Jesus said so, so do it. Jesus said so, so do it. Well, I, I think that I can maybe knock down your understanding around this just, just a bit, okay? So let me, let me read to you. I don't have, the, I don't have it here uh, uh, for you on a slide, but let me read to you Romans chapter 1, verse 5. This is Paul uh, the op- in the opening uh, chapter of Romans, and he's introducing himself, introducing Jesus, introducing the gospel, and we get to verse 5, and he says, All authority in heaven... Pardon me, pardon me. Oh, that's the wrong verse. Oh, hold on. Chapter 5, he says, Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority. Sound familiar? Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey. Believe, that's that helping people trust Jesus. And obey, that's helping them honor God so that they will believe and obey bringing glory to his name. By the way, that's another reason we make disciples is because it glorifies Almighty God. This isn't an exhaustive list today. There's many others. But here's what I want you to get from that. This isn't a drill sergeant saying, soldier, make disciples. Do it because I said so. This isn't a father going, son, do your chores. Chores because I said so. This is a king telling his ambassadors, I have the authority. Therefore, the authority has been invested in you to go and make disciples. This isn't a father telling you to take out the trash. This is a father telling you, hey, son, you see that Lamborghini in the driveway? Here's the, here's the keys, son, go drive it. That's what Jesus, because that other Jesus, that's, we know that's really not him. That's not the Jesus we know about in Scripture. The, the I'm the boss, so go do it, Jesus. We have the authority. 
wherever you're at, whoever, whomever you're with, I don't care if it's the school system, I don't care if it's one of your government jobs, if Jesus, now, now hear me right, if Jesus has prompted you to share Christ, we have the authority to do it. Now, we ought to be wise how we do it, but we have the authority to do it. At least right now, well, pardon me, we, we'll always have the authority to do it. And in this country, we have more privilege than, than many. Well, let's, let's continue to look at this verse a little bit because, you know, let's, let's make sure this whole full circle idea, this image, that this is, that this is Jesus' idea and not some crazy alpine shenanigans that we came up with, right? All right, so let's look. All authority in, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. What's this, what's this saying? We can, what can we infer from this? Well, okay, they, they didn't know Jesus. They need to get baptized because we, we shared Christ with them. They, come, they came to know his saving power. They have a transformed life. They have a new heart. So, so what, what's the next, what did we learn about a few weeks ago? What's the next natural thing to do as a Christian? You make a public declaration of your faith and you tell the whole world, I am not ashamed to be a Christian. I want to be baptized. Next, teaching them to obey. Teaching them to obey. Well, that's, that's obvious. And, and, and in the NLT, it actually says teaching these new believers, or I think it says teaching these new disciples. Okay, they, they, we, we shared Christ with them. They're new. Well, now, now they, they need help. So we teach them. And next, and this one's, Pretty obvious. Therefore, go and make disciples. We, that's that last arrow. We make disciples because, well, Jesus said, make disciples. But pastor, I'm still not feeling ready. Now remember, um, we already established that we, we mature by doing it. But, but I have some sim- sympathy toward you all. I understand this. I understand that we're not always ready. I understand that we're not always feeling mature enough to go do it. So let me tell you a story um, where, where I learned a little bit about, about the, uh, well, let's call it the, uh, the threshold of maturity and understanding you need before you start doing this. So I'm in Naperville, Illinois, a, a posh, uppity little town, a really fun little downtown area, lots of shops, lots of restaurants. It's October 18th, and I know this because it's our anniversary, Valerie and I's anniversary. We're out, we're out to dinner. I'm walking. We parked the car in a parking garage, walking to dinner, and we come to this busy intersection, and there is an Asian lady. Stop. Don't judge me. There's an Asian lady. I'm gonna, this has, it's an important part of the story. There's an Asian lady who is standing there, and she is about 65, 70 Years old, pardon me, young. She's, she's 70 years young. It's, remember, there's young, younger, and youngest, okay? She's 70 years young, and, and she's got a, a walker with a little seat that flips down with a stack of papers like this high, and she's grabbing them, and she's saying to all these people, Jesus loves you, and shoving this paper in their chest. Jesus loves you, shoving the paper. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you, and shoving the paper in their chest. Now I walk by. I'm, I'm in my faith journey 
I've been doing a little bit of evangelism, and I raise my eyebrow. And some of you are thinking, well, that's just not how you do it, of course. But that's not necessarily what I was thinking. I was thinking, who is this lady? Like, what's she really preaching? What's that piece of paper say? You know what? It's probably some local cult or something. Which Jesus is she talking about? I'm not sure. I take it. I put it in my pocket. We go to a restaurant. Valerie goes to the powder room. I, huh, you know, let me look at that. I open it up. I read it. It's a beautiful gospel presentation with, with an invitation to receive Jesus Christ. And then with uh, multiple churches and addresses and phone numbers listed on it where you can get plugged into a good church in the area to teach you about Christ. Oh, 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 and the, it's English on one side, Chinese on the other side, or Mandarin, whatever. I don't know. I can't, I can't read that. Right? So I, I take it. I fold it in my, put it in my pocket. We have dinner. It's a beautiful evening, fall evening. We're walking out. And uh, Valerie says, hey, I think I'm going to go over to Banana Republic. I want to do a little shopping. Right? I said, oh, okay, I'm heading to the Nike store. See you. We'll meet up. And I get a few steps into, in, into the intersection, and I hear, why don't you go help her? What? Lord? I, that? Uh, no way. Why don't you go help her? Well, Lord, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to go to the cross either. Yeah, that's true. Why don't you go help her? Well, oh, oh, Lord, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll turn around. If she's still there, maybe I'll help her. I turn around. To, sure enough, she's still out there. I walk up to her. I say, um, you know, hey, I, my name's John. I'm a Christian. And I want to apologize to you because I, I judged you earlier. And... I got a little time on my hands. My wife's shopping, and, and, I, and I want to help you. Can I help you? And she looks at me, and she says, Jesus loves you, and shoves a paper in my chest. And in that moment, I realized the only three words this lady knew were Jesus loves you. The only three words she knew. So I did my best with some sign language and said, hey, she, she received it with joy. She received it with joy, so I began handing these papers out. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Ended up having a few, a few young Jewish men, 20-somethings, three or four of them, had a conversation with them, got to share the gospel with them. Here's the point. If you know that Jesus loves you, and if you know how he loved you by going to that cross, you are ready. You are ready to start sharing. That's the threshold. That's the level of knowledge and maturity you need right there. Hey, does somebody in here know what time I'm supposed to be finished? Because usually, I, I, I'm <laughs> five minutes ago. Okay, boy. Boy, oh boy. I, I, I got to tell you this, guys. This is the reason I came to Utah right here, because I knew this church was serious about this. So I'm all fired up. I'm all excited. You might be able to tell that. Um, I got two more points to get to, which we're not really going to be able to do. Um, but here, let me see if I can go through them quickly here. Uh, we make disciples because people are supposed to do the work, not just the pastors. Here's the verse. Help me out. Okay, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. Now these are the gifts 
Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers, their, their responsibility, the people, the Christians, you all, their responsibility is, to, oh, pardon me, this is my responsibility, <laughs> the, the paid staff guys, that's me, is to, do, is to equip God's people, that's you all, to build up the church, the body of Christ. You're all to go and do it. Give me a click. All right, give me a click. There we go. Second Timothy, you have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. You see the flow, right? You see the flow of, of, of information, of, of God's love flowing in and out of people here, right? What happens when, when we don't do that? We become stagnant. There's, many probably have heard this. There's, there's the Sea of Galilee, there's the Dead Sea. The Sea of Galilee is teeming with life, a healthy ecosystem. This, the Dead Sea, it's dead. Why? Because the water can't go anywhere. It just comes in and it stays there. It's dead. Move on. We make disciples because the crowds are confused and helpless. Let's go to the next verse, please. Thank you. Matthew 9, 36 through 38. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask them to send more workers into his fields. And you know what? I bet you the disciples didn't say, wait, Jesus, no. You know what? We, we, we got together as disciples. We had a talk. And, and here's what we really need to do. We need to help you teach better sermons. And, and we'll run some events We'll, we'll do some marketing. We, we got some papyrus. We can market all over the place. We'll send leaflets out. And we'll get the people back here, Jesus. We'll get them back here. You preach a better sermon. No, Jesus said we need more workers to go out. That's you all. We need, we need this. People need you. And the really cool thing about that is I, I guarantee Jesus' disciples prayed this prayer. So when we step out in faith to do this, we are answering the original disciples' prayer. And, and by the way, this is Jesus' prayer request. Pretty cool, huh? You guys have been, those who have been Christians, you know the prayer request groups. You're in and you pray for Aunt Edna's hip replacement. Well, this was Jesus' first prayer request, and I guarantee it was answered by his disciples, and we have a chance to, to answer that prayer. Um, finally, I don't know if this is going to work. Is the video working or not? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up? Okay. Oh, okay, go back to that real quick. I'll let you guys leave after this. It's a two-minute video, okay? I'll tell you a real quick story. I was working for Comcast. I was working for Comcast. I was not in ministry. Um, the Lord nudged me and said, this kid kept hanging around me right here. I was in a bad neighborhood. It was the day before Trump got elected. Racial tensions were high. The worst neighborhood in Aurora, actually. Aurora is the second biggest town in Illinois next to Chicago. Gang activity all over the place. I'm installing cable for Comcast. This kid won't quit hanging around me. Finally, I said, Lord, what am I supposed to do about this kid? The Lord said, well, why don't you tell him about me? I said, Lord, I don't want to do that. He said, no, you need to do that. I said, okay, Lord, fine. So I, I told him about Jesus. He received Jesus. His name's Rolan, and I've been friends with him, discipling him for seven years. Let's, let's let it roll. This young man, at seven years old, he told me this big story when I met him. He was he was. He was supposedly going to Michigan State and yada, yada, yada. I found out he was a high school dropout. He was 16 years old. That young lady right there, Elizabeth, was pregnant with that girl. The number three, I think, uh, Planned Parenthood in the country was a few blocks down the street from him. Now, 
That's Mr. and Mrs. Matlock and their daughter, Amarine. And we've been walking together. And that last part of Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and I will be with you always to the very end of the age, until you step out in a vulnerable way to disciple someone else, you will not experience this withness of Christ in this particular way. And that's what I want to inspire you all to do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, uh, for this, this wonderful morning. Lord, I, I pray, I know, Lord, I'm nothing. God, we need your Holy Spirit, God. We need your Holy Spirit. There are people hurting. There are people that want to know, that need to know what everyone in this room who knows Jesus knows. Lord, help us loosen our mouths, God. Make sure our, our actions, of course, line up with our mouths, God. But Lord, help loosen our mouths. Give us the courage, Lord. Help us be courageous to share your gospel, to help people trust God, to help people honor God, and then to make them into disciple makers for your kingdom and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all.